This book is dedicated to those who are broken, who have hit rock bottom in the depths of despair, whose psyches are convinced there is nothing left in this world. May you find the light where there seems to be nothing but darkness. Yeah, it can be an injury, it can be anything, but I just, I, I know every single person is going through something, and, and I just, I, I want two things. One, for them to know that they're not alone, and two, for, for them to talk about it. The only reason I was able to be this transparent in this book, you, Dalton, and some runner you had on one of your podcasts, he was so transparent and open, and here it is. This is me and the liberating feeling you get from doing that is a feeling that I didn't even think was possible but it just makes everything just make sense like yeah be yourself Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man Podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite, bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on someone who in my eyes is living their most authentic life. Today's guest was born and raised in Lincoln, Rhode Island, born with cystic fibrosis. He has not let this disease stop him from living his best life. If you ever flown Southwest Airlines, you may have been lucky enough to be served a beverage by this man or maybe a snack because this man is a snack. He recently launched his book, Break a Leg, Fix a Mind, on May 5th. For all the OG Bearded Man followers, he was previous guest for episode 114 of Purpose in the Youth podcast, which came out in January of 2019. Today on the podcast, Matt Oliveira, a.k.a. Mala's Baby. How we doing? How we doing? We're doing good, man. What an intro. What an intro. What an intro. What a guy to be sitting across him at this moment in time. Yep. Coming fresh off an Uncrustable, both wearing slippers, and uh, yeah. We're, we're vibing. It's a 5.5, baby. A <laughs> <laughs> 5.5. Couple East Coasters about to get into some shit today, baby. It's crazy because uh, this podcast was originally supposed to happen sheesh i don't know at this point it would have been i mean i think i had hit you up around october knowing that you were going to be traveling here and there just because of being a flight attendant and you weren't living in la anymore but i was like malves is a great dude like to get back on i was like just <laughs> a little dancing uh <laughs> i was like a great candidate because i was just getting back into the flow of podcasting and um so we lock in you know this 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 date and time and uh, i'll never forget it i get a text from you and there's this picture of you with a big ass smile on your face in the back of an ambulance. And you're just like, yo, bro, not going to make it this time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll, we'll get on it soon. I, I think I wrote back to you. You're the only person that I would ever imagine to send me a, a picture of him or themselves in the back of an ambulance with a smile on their face. <laughs> and of course, it was you. Yeah. Well, you know, I hate to see it, but uh, could have been worse, you know. Could have been a lot worse. Where do we even start? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we can start with the accident, I guess. Um, yeah, please paint paint the picture. Of me, this is uh, this is in Florida. This is like the boogie Halloween weekend. You guys are there raging, partying. Yeah. I mean, reading reading your book, it sounded like the place that I needed to be. So I'm a little disappointed <laughs> I didn't get the invite for it. Yeah. But uh, paint me the picture of what's leading into this night. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, skydivers. Uh, they're always welcome. Non-skydivers are welcome. It's it's a good time. Uh, we were in Georgia 
um, a boogie, which, you know, if you're a skydiver, you know that a boogie is a spot where it's like a, a weekend of skydiving and partying like all weekend. Um, so at the end of every day, they get the sunset jump and every sunset jump, everyone's going to be holding two beers in their hands in the landing area. And as you come in, land with your parachute, you try and swoop and chug. So you try and grab a beer and then you just start chugging the beer. Um, and that starts the festivities for the evening. Um, but no, it's great. Great vibe. Um, we were in Georgia, uh, of the farm and, uh, it was really my first weekend where I was at a skydiving like event because so i skydive in florida usually uh, but all my buddies were saying this is the halloween boogie in georgia mm. so we got costumes you know ready for the big party uh that was going to be on halloween on the last night and uh so yeah went with some friends we were jumping all day and we finally get to the infamous night jump so if you're skydiver that has some a uh, little bit of experience you're going to want to do a night jump it's it's something that a lot of people do just because uh you know it's challenging um and it's something that uh i mean you got to check it off at some point yeah um if for me personally because i i'm trying to take uh, the sport pretty far um, yeah, my man wants to be on the Red Bull team. <laughs> that yeah, ain't, that yeah, ain't just, no joke. Just me and you know every other skydiver in in the world. Yeah, but, but if there's uh, somebody that I believe is gonna make it happen, it's gonna be you. Appreciate that, man. It's gonna um, happen. Skills aren't there yet, but um, I definitely you know post injury think I set myself up for um, a good a good timeline um, in terms of that. But yeah. So yeah, we uh, we get all ready. We got to put lights on our on our rigs because um, we're jumping at night. So that's for you to be able to see other jumpers in the sky. Because um, when you jump out of the airplane at night, it's pitch black. You can't. That's gnarly. You can't Just see about like it. anything. So <laughs> oh people have lights all on them, and then um, so yeah, put the lights on. Start walking up to the plane. And clouds are starting to roll in a little bit. Uh, I'd done about six or seven jumps that day, so I wasn't too worried about it. I was just stoked, you know, ready to go. Did a last little uh, little Instagram story for the feed, you know. Of course. First night jump, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it. Me and my buddy Joe were like so stoked to be doing it. Cause for the first time. Dude, we've been talking about doing a night jump for so long. Yeah. Because it's... It's so like a checklist, right? It's... Yeah, so it, it's not something you have to do, um, but I, I've always wanted to do one. And paint the picture on the ground, um, there was about 20 cars with like headlights that it was about like a, a football field size. Um, they were all pointing, you know, towards each other to like have this landing area all lit up because um, it was literally in the middle of nowhere and there it wasn't too, too great for lighting. Um, but yeah, and then people were, you know, juggling fire and it's it's a big like camp campground vibe. So people are in tents, campers. Um so everyone's just waiting for everybody to get down. Um so we start start going up in the plane, everyone's dead silent. Super serious. And the vibe usually during the day, everyone's busting balls, they're you know, they're on their phones a little bit. Um and so dead silence and i'm like oh shit this is, this 
it's kind of serious, man. Like everyone's like locked in and I'm like, all right, I can get with it. So <laughs> I was locking in too. And, uh, nobody really did like pictures or anything or like, I actually think someone did take a picture and with the flash and I was like, Hey, turn the fucking camera off. Just because like, wow, your eyes need to adjust because when you jump out, it's like pitch black. So yeah. like, um, same with flight attendant too. Like on night flights, the lights have to be completely off when you're about to land. So your eyes can adjust in case you have to evacuate that your eyes, you don't get disoriented yeah. as you evacuate. Yep. Um, so yeah, same kind of, same kind of thing there. Um, so super serious. Now, when you do your first night jump, you're supposed to do it solo. But I was talking about doing it with my buddy for so long, and you know we kind of thought we were hot shit. You know I had 150 jumps. I'm like, nah, we'll be all right, bro. We got this. You know, <laughs> been jumping there all weekend. I'm like, there, like it's like it's the Easy. worst that like, could happen. This is light work. Yeah. So we started doing some circles because uh, there was a little bit of cloud coverage and we we're like, ah, is this jump going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Not sure. People whose first night jump it was that did it the right way, did their jumps. And then it was next for us to go. So we were coming up doing a four way jump, me and uh, me and my buddy Joe, and then this other couple we were with. Uh, so ready to go jump out have the time of my life <laughs> we get together in like a nice little round four-way belly jump and uh you guys like holding hands at yeah this point? yeah so we jump we're uh belly to earth um mm -hmm. and we just like come together all four of us and we kind of like lock arms and we're falling together like conjoined and so at the you know break off altitude we let go of each other and you know tracked away gave us enough space to uh you know pull our parachutes and uh, i was pulling the highest so, so you guys beforehand are setting like you pull it five thousand you pull it forty five hundred so that way you guys aren't pulling and colliding into each other yeah yeah exactly so um so i pulled the highest and as soon as i get under canopy cannot see anything I can't see the plane above me. I can't see anybody that I jumped with below me. It was super cloudy. And I was like, shit. I'm like, that's that's not good. Um, so I'm like, all right. Happens. Doesn't happen. But in my mind, I'm just talking to myself. I'm like, all good, dude. I'll figure it out. Chilling. 150 jumps. We got this. Oh, my God. So I'm trying to navigate through the clouds. I point my canopy in the direction that I think the landing area is and I'm like all right yeah I think it's over here but get out of the cloud layer finally and I see where I'm supposed to be landing which is about half a mile to the left and I'm like all right no problem plenty of altitude pull my left toggle turn left but the wind was so strong it was blowing me literally i would turn left and i was still sliding to the right and i was making no headway to the left and i'm like fuck dude i don't know if i'm gonna make it back so i'm still like trying to fight it trying to you know turn my body trying to get over there as best as i can and i'm i'm like nope check my altitude 2000 feet i'm like nope i'm not making it over there whoa I'm like, shit now this drop zone middle of nowhere georgia um 
like I said, it's like a football field size landing area, which is super small. And the thing about this place is there's not many outs in terms of like alternate landing areas. So I'm looking over and I'm like, all right, where, where are we going to put this thing? I'm like, I know I'm not going to make it where I need to go. So I'm like looking around. Can't see shit. Can't see shit. Completely <clears throat> not panicked though. I'm, I, <laughs> the ego helped me a little bit in a, in a weird way. Um, but yeah, so look at a few different spots and I'm like, Eh, I don't know if this is like a, a water area or like a field with like some hills. I'm like, mm, still pitch black. I'm like, ah, I can't really see anything there. Like, I don't want to like, you know, hit water. or I don't know what's down there. I can't see it. Um, and it was a small area too. And then I see, look to the right and I'm like, eh, I might be able to put it over here. See this lit up area. Um, kind of look like the some, end of someone's driveway. Kind of like a uh, cul-de-sac type vibe. I'm like, uh, yeah, you know what that is, bro. But listeners know what that is. You're unreal. <laughs> they know that vibe. You're so I'm like, yeah, let's try it out. Let's check it out. See what we got going on. So, um, so yeah, um, I decided that's where I'm gonna put it, and uh, yeah, start going into like first turn because you know you got to do like a little, uh, I don't know, kind of like a hook turn to uh, to come in for the landing and. I was over some trees, turn right, which now the wind's in my back. So I'm going downwind. Um, so my speed is super fast. Turn in, start descending, descending, and I'm going faster than I've ever gone before. I, and I was like, holy shit. I did not even know my canopy could go this fast. So I'm looking dead in the eyes of this boat that's on a hitch. And I'm going so fast, going right towards it. I'm like, shit, 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 shit. So I pull down my toggles as hard as I can, and I lift my legs, and I get my legs over the hitch. And I'm like, crisis averted. That was fucking close. Little did I know, there was a little, uh, you know, shed the size of, you know, Mount Vesuvius right in front of me. That was right beyond that. And, uh, And I'm like, fuck, I'm about to hit this. And I remember... I just like kind of curled up into like a little ball and I was just like, fuck, 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 boom, hit the building, did like a little 360 and I'm on the ground and I'm like, all right, fuck, that was, that was ridiculous. Um, am I okay? Checking my body, pat my stomach, my shoulders, my arms. And I'm like, am I good? I'm like, all right, I think I'm good. Legs, thighs, knees look and my ankle is just like flopping sideways and oh I'm like, boy that's not good <laughs> that is not good didn't hurt though and i'm like damn it looks like it should hurt yeah but wasn't registering i'm like pure right. shock pure shock adrenaline all of it so i start getting off you know my rig taking it off and then i uh take my right leg out and then i try to lift my left leg and i screamed louder than i've ever screamed in my entire you tried life lifting it with your hand or like with by your, with my with yeah your, oh you like your actual self yeah i try to lift my leg with my leg muscles i guess and just pure pain dude i it was so sharp and so uh foreign of a feeling to me 
I was just like, I, I started screaming so loud. And then like, I was like, all right, like I fight or flight. Like, I, what, what are we going to do? Like, how, how are we going to get out of this? So I had my phone in my pocket. Thank God I jumped with my phone. Mm. Do you usually do that or no? Uh, sometimes no, but it was a night jump and I don't know. I was just like, yeah, probably jump with my phone. I don't really know why I just did actually probably because of the Instagram. Story. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't want to say, but no, I was like, you, Instagram, you, you got to get the content. Instagram story right the before the, guy. uh, right before the, uh, jump. Yeah, of course. Sheesh, dude. <laughs> uh, but it helped because yeah, called, uh, 911 immediately. And I was like, yo, <laughs> Landed off. I'm a skydiver. I got a broken left foot. And uh, she's like, where are you? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> Not sure where I am. So she was able to ping my location and uh, find out where I was. Um, meanwhile, my, my friends that I was jumping with uh, were calling me. And they were like, like where is this guy? Because my other friends had landed. And... Uh, some of my friends were hey, like, where's Matt? They're like, I don't know. And my friend Vanessa's like, what did you call him? <laughs> and my buddy Joey's like, no, no. <laughs> Vanessa, so sweet. She's like the mom of the group. And uh, she's like, all right, well, let's, let's call him. So Vanessa calls me, and I'm on the other line with, you know, the 911 operator. And she's like, you know, like, stay on the line, stay on the line. I, I, I guess they just want you to stay on the line like in case yeah i don't know anything happens or something um and yeah i was just like well i really gotta let my friends know that like <laughs> i'm okay and gotta let them know where i am and stuff and so i ended up hanging up with 911 and picking up their call um and then i shared my location with them which was actually easier for them to like come and find me so mm. so they show up and uh, about like 10 minutes before the ambulance did and they look at my foot and the face that like they made because I was okay like mentally at that time I was like all right well broke my ankle like I'm okay like but yeah I got a broken ankle and the look on their face of how bad my ankle actually looked Mm. was that scared me more mm. than I was actually like hurt. Cause I was like, dude, like don't scare me. Like, like, you know, like parents look at like a baby and just like make a face. or are like, <gasps> they mirror the emotion. You mirror the emotion. Exactly. Yeah. Like if a baby like falls down and you're like, ah, like, yeah, you're okay. Mm-hmm. The baby's like, totally, yeah. Totally. But like, if you're like, Oh no, the baby's like, ah. Starts, yeah. So that's what out. I was like, I was like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> stop it. Stop freaking me out, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, after uh, they're like, dude, you're not okay. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But they uh, obviously start taking some selfies and, hey, look at this idiot. <laughs> Once they knew I was all right, they saw, of course, instantly busting balls. Like, yeah. oh, look at this fucking guy. Can't do a single night jump. What a clown. <laughs> what a rookie. But um, <laughs> yeah, so the ambulance uh, came by, scooped me up and started pumping me with all sorts of drugs in the ambulance and they uh brought me to the er popped my ankle back into its socket and splinted it up and uh yeah that was pretty much this is the turning point the first uh first 
first night jump experience. Um, yeah, H- hate to see it, but so going. <clears throat> paint the picture though. Going into this jump though, like this is November of 2020. You had moved out of LA probably at that point. This is four months before. You, it was like last July, I think, right? Because I remember, yeah, and I, I remember we went out uh, in, in Hermosa right before you had. I think you had moved that's out. Right. Yeah, yeah, me, you, Doll, and there was like a, and there was a squad of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was like that was like your hurrah. That was like your last hurrah. Yeah, you're, you're getting ready to move out. So what what are what is your where do you see your life going the day before this accident? Like everything's in motion. What what what's top of mind? You had moved to Florida. You're you're there to get into skydiving heavily. You're is this like is this where you're really starting to think about getting into like Red Bull? Like where are you at with your life at that moment in time? Yeah, so I just came off. Uh, yeah, like you said, like a few months of moving from LA to Florida, uh, just out of a recent relationship um, where we decided to go uh, separate paths in our in our lives. Just but the same path of like following our dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had always wanted to become a part of the Red Bull Air Force um, skydiving, but I never really uh, fully went for it um, for financial reasons. Uh, super expensive out here in California and where I got my license in Florida was a lot cheaper and I had a bunch of skydiving friends there and I was just like this this is where I gotta be so made the move down to Florida and I was just traveling skydiving I was ready to go making you know some skydiving vlogs and yeah it was just kind of on autopilot go 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 um definitely super cocky thought i was the fucking greatest skydiver who's ever you know jumped out of an airplane mm-hmm. which had 150 jumps so which in in the skydiving world is baby yeah. and there's something called a hundred jump wonder for a reason which mm-hmm. is when you have 100 jumps and you think you know that shit doesn't stink and you know what you're doing yeah um and yeah that's where i was right before the jump i was like yeah i got this super i mean i know it wasn't an amazing skydiver but you're ready to go all in on it though. yeah i was ready to go all in i'm like no matter the situation like i i will figure it out i'll i'll take care of it the one thing that i really respected from what i was seeing outside looking in because you and the significant other i had obviously known you guys i remember i'll never forget i ran into you guys yeah. at burbank airport i was like what the fuck oh, what are right. you guys this yeah. I, I think you said the bearded man and like you instagrammed it i was like oh <laughs> shit i was like you're the last yeah. person i thought i was gonna see here but i also the first person because you're a damn flight attendant yeah but outside looking in i was like wow they are navigating like they're closing this chapter both on la to go pursue both of their dreams yeah which ultimately is two completely separate paths and i think we had even talked about it that night we went out and like the i think a couple weeks before that went to the beach and to me outside looking in it was like this mutual thing you guys both understood it and it just like it just was like it had to happen and i was so impressed with like to me it seemed like such a positive slash like like the way you were the way i could see in you it you it looked like it was like it just was supposed to happen and you and to me it seemed like um there was no like 
people, 99% of people that break up with a significant other, it's not easy. It's it's roller coasters. Yeah. It's one person wanted it more than the other, or it's just not good. And to me, it looked like outside, outside looking in, it looked like everything was gravy. But would you say that because you were on the go, you were skydiving, you were traveling, that there was never a time to really sit and think about this chapter closing? Or were you just like both so good on your new path that we might have been with each other for a year plus, but it just one chapter closed. Now the next one opens. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we can. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive into that if, if you want. Yeah, for sure. We'll go, um, we so, go, hey, we go anywhere you want. No, no, man. no. We'll, we'll, we'll take, yeah, we'll we're take gonna it go, there. And then we're going to go all the way. <laughs> all right. We'll take it back. We'll bring it around. <laughs> bring it around town. Back the car outside. <laughs> we're going everywhere today, bro, my brother. Right. Um, yeah. So relationship was incredible. I, no, no regrets. It was incredible. Um, it was probably like my first real serious relationship. Uh, I had a couple of relationships prior, but this one we we lived together. Mm. Um, Santa Monica. You mowed the grass. Did not mow the grass, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> don't think we had grass. Um, not in Santa Monica. We got a Christmas tree once. That was. <laughs> So you know it was serious. Got yeah. a Christmas tree, man. Got a tree, Christmas man. tree, of course. And actually, before we started dating, I was, um, I had some money saved up, and I was gonna buy a skydiving rig, and I was like, <laughs> I was crashing at her place with her then roommate, and uh, yeah, we we're just going on trips, having a good time, and I was saving money, and uh, yeah, so I was getting ready to buy this, you know, skydiving rig, and her lease was up and she was going to get a spot and then it was kind of like eh, what are we going to do are we going to get one together or what's mm. going to go on and so yeah. um so yeah we decided to get a place together um so financially <clears throat> excuse me the um first month's rent last month's rent not cheap furniture not cheap plates pots pans towels brooms <laughs> all of it yeah and then i just see my my skydiving rig Gone. fund smaller <laughs> and smaller and smaller but like i had the choice like i am and i do not regret it mm. at all and i loved like new things new experiences and i was like yeah let's do it and mm. i've always wanted to live in santa monica always mm. you know rocket power surf oh yeah try rocket and surf power, and all go. that dude i was like all right, yeah, let's get it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we had a great time. Went on a bunch of trips. Um, had a lot of fun. I learned a lot about how to love, how to be loved. Um, definitely a lot about um, just just being in a serious relationship and, you know, just the, the amount of care that you have to put into it and uh, – stuff like that and sacrifices and just being there for someone and trying to be open and understanding um you know having space and what that's like um but yeah it, it wasn't perfect but it, it was fun mm -hmm. and uh so yeah when it when it came time to uh sign a new lease our, our lease was up um and we were actually talking we're like where do we want to go we want to go to like costa rica spain like we could go anywhere 
and I went, uh, and she, uh, big into uh, fashion modeling, and she really, really wanted to go to New York to pursue her modeling career. Um, also singer, so she wanted to go to New York, and I was like, New York, all right. I hate New York. Uh, <laughs> and I'd said that the whole relationship. She'd inched at it so much. Oh, She's that's like, funny. Wouldn't New York be kind of cool? I'm like, yeah, probably not. But uh, um, uh, so, uh, but towards the end, I was like, you know what? Relationships take sacrifice. I was researching skydiving places up there. And I'm like, you know, there was a wind tunnel close by, which is good to, you know, help learn how to fly your body um without you know having to skydive spend the money for that um so yeah and then at at the end of it i was like all right i was in my head i'm like new york let's let's do it we we can do new york Mm. um and then i went down to florida and i was skydiving with all my new friends and i have some family that's there and the weather's beautiful right near the beach and and i was like i i gotta be here i I just you just feel it you know i'm sure when you came here you're like all right this Mm -hmm. is this is it and i was like i I don't i don't know how i'm gonna tell her like i like i need to be here though and i don't think i can go to new york so i was like all right um yeah we just she knew something was bugging me and she's like, just, just tell me like, what, what is, and I'm like, I, I, I don't want to go to New York. I can't do it. <laughs> I got to be in Florida. I really want to take this next step of skydiving and try and go every single week and hit the wind tunnel and get better. And, you know, I really want to be part of the Red Bull Air Force, which is really just my childhood dream of mm. becoming a Power Ranger. Totally. <laughs> when I saw Power Rangers totally. when I was a kid. First opening scene was incredible. incredible. And I'm like, I kind of want to be a Power Ranger. But the modern day Power Rangers are the Red the Bull Red Air Bull Force. guys. Totally. Um, so jumping into, you know, stadiums, bringing in the game ball and jumping into music festivals. And uh, yeah, just that, that rush of, you know, being really, really ridiculously good at skydiving. And uh, yeah, just doing it in cool spots. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I told her and she was like, I know, I, I know. And I, I knew that you weren't going to want to go to New York. And she was getting ready to tell me that she didn't want me to come. Not because she didn't want me to come because she just knew that I didn't want to go and I was just going to go, uh, for her. Um, so yeah, we had the, had the talk and, it was pretty much just like, all right, you go, you go do your thing in Florida, become a crazy skydiver, dude. Try and go to New York and become a model, singer, fashionista. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it was very, very amicable. We were totally cool with it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, after that, we uh, kind of had a little falling out. Um, you know, how long? You know, then that's the question. Can you be friends with your ex? Is is that like a thing that's, yeah. is that like an actual realistic thing? Yeah. So we, we were talking for like another month and a half and we were just kind of still hanging out and nothing really changed at all. Mm. Um, and then she went 
to LA and I was like, I told her, I was like, Hey, like, I know we're broken up, but like she was selling my flight benefits and I'm like, yo, like if you want to go like here or there, like I, I got you, like it's fine. Like, yeah. like I know we're not together, but like you still have this like perk and totally. like, we're still cool. So like, yeah, like go for it, like go wherever you want. And, uh, she was hesitant at first. She like, I don't know, kind of felt weird about it. Um, and then she, yeah, she came to LA and she asked for a, a flight back and I was like, yeah got you for sure so i'll give her a flight back and then she went uh pretty rogue for like a few weeks and i'm like eh, what's going on what's going on like and i was like yeah hey, whatever and i just get like a text that saying that she was seeing someone in la and i was just like oh, LA, really the same la that i just got you a flight back from really i'm like that's interesting um so at the time i was just like and to wrap this up into yeah i don't want to i don't want i don't want to put you too too much into it because we could this could be a whole podcast in of itself no no, no, i think it's an important piece of your entire story of right yeah the next phase of after post-accident so she um and i mean she's young and stuff she's 22 so i i totally understand she's got a lot of uh you know, finding yourself and everything. And, um, so anyways, after, I don't even know where I was, bro. <laughs> the text, she's seeing somebody. Yeah. Yeah. She's seeing someone. Okay. And I was just like going, traveling, skydiving, didn't even think about it. I was like, eh, a little messed up, but like mm. not too crazy. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to keep skydiving, traveling. Didn't even think about it mm-hmm. for two seconds. I was like, Eh, all right, 10 minutes and goes by. I'm like, all right, where, where are we jumping this weekend, yeah, boys? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so. First off, I just want to acknowledge the fact that you you were taking that initial step to recognize, like, New York is not where I need to be. It's I hard. need to go to Florida. Like, most people won't do that. Most so people hard. are. There's somebody that's going to listen to this podcast is in that position right now where they need to get out of the relationship yeah. or they want to go pursue the dream. And they haven't done so yet. And yeah. I and I even think back on my life and how blessed I've I've just been a single man for a long time. Like yeah. I went through a heartbreak right when I was graduating college. And now I I didn't know it at the time, but it it fucked me up in the head for a while. Like yeah. fucked me up like eating wise and like mentally. Like there were there were times in my spring semester, my senior, I would like get I'd be at a party with my homies. I would see a girl that looked like her. I would think it's her. And all of a sudden, like these emotions run through my body. And I'm fucking, I'd start bawling my eyes off. My homies would have to walk me home. It was like embarrassing looking back on it. But looking back on it, it then allowed me to go on this path of self-discovery of like, I was just starting the podcast. And I was just like, I'm not going to attach myself to somebody else because I need to figure out who the fuck I am. So just the fact that you took that step and then she obviously, you know, she said you should go to New York. She could feel whatever doesn't matter you still were taking that initial step and that in and of itself is massive and i want to acknowledge you that you were doing that for yourself which doesn't surprise me because of the human being that you are but i'm glad we got that part in because i know it, there's there's a lot of things that brew in the post post and that's that's why literally this book came in yesterday blocked out the schedule i said i'm getting through this baby no <laughs> chance i'm not getting through it before this podcast so accident happens I'm sure like the first couple of weeks or first week or two weeks is just kind of like adrenaline. You're like, you know, flying home. You got to get a surgery done. 
everybody's like talking to you. You're probably getting text calls, social media, like crazy. I mean, everyone's just like, got to talk to Malves. He just jumped out of a plane and hurt himself and he's breathing. But talk to me about when things start to take a turn and it starts to get like pretty dark and there's a lot of stillness and like your phone's not vibrating anymore. Nobody's like calling you to check in with you. They know you're injured. You can't really do anything. At what point does this start to get pretty dark for you? Yeah. So I went home to Rhode Island to uh, have surgery and stuff and referenced this in the book saying that there's a certain uh, high that I was getting like from all of the love and I thought it was like kind of cool to have a broken ankle. Like when you go into class, like when you're a kid and everyone gets to sign your cast and you get so much attention and love. And I was just like, oh, everybody loves me. This is so cool. And uh, I'm like, oh, time off from work. Like, oh, I'll be all right. And uh, uh, yeah, then the doctor was like, yeah, it's, you know, recovery is going to be about like four or five months. Didn't even sound like two days to me. I was like, yeah, it's not that long. So yeah, I'm, I'm sitting at home. Phone starts to get a little quiet. And then I'm like, damn, I've, I've really got to deal with this, I guess. Ice on my leg every day, shacking up the parents, can't do anything. Also coldest months of the year in the Northeast. Freezing. Freezing. Dark, gray, cold, Yep. misery why i will not go back to the so northeast bad. i don't think I literally the either. worst time for you to go through this injuries in the middle of the winter so bad so yeah and um yeah just having a have my parents do literally everything for me like getting out of bed and hopping in the shower like taking a shower hour and 20 fiasco because i had to get up i had to get the this like waterproof like thing and put it over my cast but every time i did that it hurt so bad so i had to sh take two of my hands and like two of like my parents hands and they were trying to like make sure it wouldn't alter the cast or anything and so that pain hurt and then got to tape it up and then hop in the shower literally on one leg and sit in a metal chair in the shower and then like just like being able to grab the soap was like so far and I had to like balance my leg against the wall and that hurt and I was just like ah so like every every part just even just showering and then yeah the rest of it sleeping it just hurt so bad and starting not to get any calls and my friends like stopped coming over and I'm like Damn, this is this is not this is not fun. And then I'm like, start going to a little bit of self sabotage. I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have jumped on that jump, man. I'm such an idiot. Why did I think I was so good? I wasn't ready for it. People told me do the solo. I jumped with friends. It was super windy and super cloudy. I jumped anyways. I'm such an idiot. I'm like, damn, just keep digging and digging. And then it's like, um, since no one was hitting me up and then, uh, you know, my past relationship, I started thinking about that more and I'm like, damn, like no one's ever going to love me again. Like, 
because I was just like reaching out to friends and they like weren't, weren't really talking and I'm like ah no one really likes me that much I'm like this is not good and then uh yeah I was pretty pretty depressed pretty quickly um and yeah it got so bad I I thought uh thought about committing suicide for not it wasn't that long of a span maybe like uh maybe about a week where I was seriously considering it um I just I didn't see a way out I I just wanted the pain to end I didn't want to die I wanted the pain to end and I said how how can it end and so yeah I thought about driving over to a bridge is not far away and I was like always wanted to base jump might as well be the last last thing I do I mean I've done everything I've traveled I've seen the world I've had a great life I think that you know it was fun I I just think I think this is it I I, I don't see a way of it stopping mm-hmm. the pain wouldn't stop and yeah and and that I, I sat I sat there at rock bottom for um yeah about a week and uh every day I just I, I would sleep a lot because sleep numbs it sleep numbs it I I wasn't <laughs> I was not being awake it, it helped because I, I I couldn't I didn't have to think about it I didn't have to deal with it I was in another world in a mm-hmm. dream world where I had two legs and I could walk and I could travel and skydive and meet friends and all of that. But when I woke up, I was definitely not the case. So, um, What's the moment, conversation, situation, or thing that starts to put you on the right track? So... My parents, uh, or I have a niece that uh, also has cystic fibrosis, and will wow, my fam- really? my family will watch her sometimes, and so she, uh, I mean, there were a few things I, I guess, but definitely um, my niece for sure. Um, so she'd come over and just like seeing how full of life she is, and I mean, I guess it's people when they see me too like doing doing what I'm doing and they know I have cystic fibrosis they they get a little bit um like oh okay like you know you can you can do a lot more than than we think and uh, so she (laughs) and my mom like would bake cookies but I remember I was sleeping one time and I woke up and uh here comes you know two foot nothing or three foot tall Cora she's coming in with a plate of cookies <laughs> and she says good morning Uncle Malives I made your cookies <laughs> and I'm just like oh man I'm like so down and I'm like I'm like you're the cutest thing I've ever seen in my oh, life oh man and I'm like damn like and she kept dropping them she had them on a plate <laughs> and she like the the room was a mess there was stuff everywhere crutches and ice packs and she's like tripping over absolutely everything and she drops cookies and she'd pick one up put it back on the plate 
take a step, drop another cookie, and she kept repeating, good morning, Miles, Uncle oh, Miles. man. I made you cookies. Um, so I would definitely say um, family, family at first. Um, definitely my niece just just being so in, in the moment and so precious that I couldn't help but smile and laugh. And <laughs> so it, it helped me just like get like a little bit, you know, <laughs> It gave me a step up the ladder of climbing out of rock bottom. And, um, yeah, that was definitely one of the first things. But then, so that started helping me get in a better mood. And I was like, all right, all right, this is, you know, there's there's progress to be made here. I'm like, all right, dude, we, we got to, what, what are we doing here? We got to we gotta get ourselves out of this. No one's going to come. No one's going to throw me, throw me a rope. So I just had to claw myself out and I was like, all right, well, what do I, what do I want to do? Like, I remember before this, I had goals, I had stuff I wanted to do. Well, what was that stuff? All right, well, I wanted to be a super rad skydiver. Well, can't move. So what can I, can I do something now that can help me? Well, yeah, there's YouTube channel of how to fly your body in the wind tunnel, A to Z. All right. I can, I can watch some of those videos, you know, mm-hmm. kind of help me out i had this uh this skydiving book called body flight basics and uh canopy and its pilot i'm like something went wrong i did something wrong how do we reverse engineer this to make sure a it doesn't happen again and b it doesn't happen again (laughs) but now b we learned from it um so we got to get better from this so yeah so i started learning about different things Got a book from book recommendation from my boy Bave. Huge man. Couple I still sh- I still vividly remember that fa- that uh, IG live. Yep, it was uh, this uh, this book called the surrender the experiment. surrender experience or experiment experiment. Yep, and uh, yeah, it just dives into all about uh, you know life just being something that you you should surrender to whatever it is that's happening and uh it will kind of you know come to fruition of uh everything happens for a reason and just yeah all that the the first half of the book it's beautiful dude it, it how and actually weirdly related to like a couple like like places and like names of people Mm. that like I was like talking to and I was just like, I know I should be reading this. Mm. Um, But yeah, so that, that book helped. And then just reading more books and learning about myself of like, why, where was my checks and balances that said like, (laughs) I was totally ready for this jump. Like, and so I started getting into, uh, read a book ego is the enemy mm-hmm. starting about the ego and um, how that affected my mental and how being overly cocky and the difference between the ego and confidence that was really big too mm-hmm. um, and so yeah confidence stems from just doing something repeatedly and just knowing you can do it, but not needing any external validation to um, 
tell you how amazing you are. Mm-hmm. You just do what you do because you've done it so many times and um, there there is no ego and confidence. But with the ego, the ego loves the praise. It loves to be boastful. It, there is no... Uh, just like... There, there's no no mountain high enough yeah yeah no mountain high enough and uh the, the ego just uh it's, it's just too much cockiness and there, there's just really no uh no place for it but with uh with, with humbleness and coming at an approach where you know you can do things and you know you can't do things mm-hmm. and knowing that balance and that line and uh uh, being able to say I- I'm not ready for this, um, but I'll work on it, and uh, yeah, definitely a lot of uh, self exploration in that in that period. So I like to call it deep work. Something that nobody wants to really. You don't like. You can't really think about it and recognize what you're the path that you're about to go on for doing the deep work, but. It is, and it's similar to what I was just talking about earlier about like post college, getting into the podcasting, self discovery. The first three and a half years out of college was just me figuring out who I was and what I wanted to do with my life. And this is exactly what it sounded like for you in this this post accident is that you, nobody's hitting you up. Nobody's really, I mean, you have your family and obviously certain people are checking in on you, but like there's a lot of downtime. And you either lean into that downtime and you, you utilize it to your best advantage and you read books and you watch YouTube tutorials and you find ways to mentally level up every single day and physically even obviously with a little bit of um, you know, the icing every day. You can look at that as like, I need ice so I can physically get one step better today. Um, it's that deep work that the most beauty comes from it. And it's like planting a seed. It doesn't grow after one day, five days, 10 days, but slowly you keep watering it and something beautiful comes from it. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It's just, it became this period that you got to just really dive into who is Malves, what does he want with his life? Where's, what's the direction? How does he reverse engineer the, the steps that he took before that he shouldn't have taken? Um, yeah, it, it's one of those things that you, you need, every person needs to go through that at some point in their life. Because you got to answer the tough questions. And the only way to answer them is by stillness and by just journaling, reading, thinking. And it doesn't just happen. Like, I can't just sit here right now and be like, all right, I'm going to deep work for two hours and I'll have every answer solved. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, like, you have to put in work. It's like rough drafts every day. You're, you're, you're revising your rough draft every single day. And at some point, you start to get really, really dialed in on who you are, what you want to do, who you want to surround yourself with. And you, then you start taking those steps forward. Yeah. That, that's something that I said in the book actually about you too, is cause you always preach, you know, get 1% better every day. And that's definitely something that helped me out. Yep. Tatted on the hand right there, baby. <laughs> bro, I was honored. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I don't want you to think like, I, I just like, bro, I, I was honored to see that, to see my name in your book. I couldn't even believe it. Like it was, yeah. I mean, Sheesh. You're talking about like, you know, the why of why I podcast and why I create and why I do what I do and share these messages. It's like, 
it's moments like that where I'm like, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to go through something negative to to benefit from the the messages that I preach and the the words that I share through all the shit. But to read that and to, especially to and then read the book, it was like truthfully an honor, man. Truthfully an honor. Yeah, well, I appreciate you, man. You're you're definitely out here on this uh, on this journey. You're definitely exactly where you need to be, and it definitely helped me out a lot. And I really do appreciate that, man. Um, and that, like I said, one percent better every day. And the gym helped me so yeah. much. The gym the gym yeah, be able to get back in i there. could see it i could physically see manifest my it. my ankle getting better you know every day physical therapy um but and being able to you know sweat and even if it was you know even if i couldn't walk you know I, buddy gave me some uh you know dumbbells and stuff so i started like working out a little bit and crutching and d- yeah <laughs> I just point at him because he's read the book. I've read the book. I know Florida, but there's a lot of people. my uncle. Are we talking? Are we Manny, gonna go there? Baby, okay, Manny, my baby. boy Manny. <laughs> also, let me let me tell you, I was dying in this book when you're telling the story of your father, and he says, "Does anybody see this?" I think it was like the oh trash, the trash can, yeah. like it's full, and you're like, like <laughs> yeah. "Anybody see this?" Or they like the cars making noise, like anybody hear this? Because I I get it, I, I I can like see that in a movie. Nope. <laughs> um, but sh- I mean, shouts to your father Frank, and then your mom. Yep, Frank Babs, and Babs. Yeah. Frank I know they played in court, uh, a big role, but yeah, before we get into like why you wrote the book, I guess, what is, what would you say to your uncle Manny if he was here right now? Nothing but love for that guy. So yeah, yeah my uncle was in a similar situation in terms of, uh, he, he's a comedian for uh, Carnival Cruise Lines and same as me, traveling having a good time, telling jokes, and yeah, the world shut down for him. When COVID started, cruises aren't going. Same thing happened for him. Dig a hole, start getting, you know, super depressed, anxiety, and uh, yeah, and we, I went to Florida one time during uh, my recovery process, and, and we had a an, an incredible day together, um, I can get into. You can get a little yeah. high level of it, yeah. I want I want people to read yeah. the book too, but I also want you to talk about it. Right, 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 okay, yeah. So we um we we just had a really great day. Um, I I asked him if he wanted to go to no technology because we were both on our phones way too much, and and I'd, I I know that it's you know I get caught in like that prison of just like looking at my phone. I look up and I'm like, where did the time go? Mm-hmm. So. And, and him too, I, I noticed he was on the phone way too much. And I'm like, well, let's just try going no phones tomorrow. So we, uh, we had a great day of, uh, you know, just being in the moment. We, uh, we went on amazing, amazing conversations. We went on a walk and I knew he hadn't gotten any exercise. And I was like, let's, uh, let's try, uh, going for a little walk. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I'm going as far as I can go, man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy needs exercise. I need exercise. And so we went and uh man, the conversations we had about my family and my dad and mm. my uncle's relationship with uh with his mother and you know, he he had regretted um you know, traveling and not really being there towards the end of uh my grandmother's life. Um 
because, you know, he was always on the road and stuff. So that importance of family, uh, definitely a great lesson that I got from him. And, uh, and, and just to lean on each other, man, you know, when we're going through some shit, like we're all going through shit, dude. Mm -hmm. Like my uncle helped me so much, but yeah, I, I love that guy, man. We had such a great day and, uh, told me stories about my dad that I didn't even know. My dad's my, my homie. Yeah. Um, you can get into it in the book, but it was a very much a bonding slash therapeutic session that you both very much needed. Yep. We, uh, we did a few exercises of, uh, exercising our demons. Um, what inspired you to write the book? Cause the, the, the craziest thing about this, the whole story is that previous year, the YouTuber content creator, you're not you're not picking up a pen and necessarily <laughs> writing. You're you're showing, you're yeah. telling. It's vlogging. It's yep. it's great content. But when I see that you drop a book, I was like, this guy's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> there is no limit with this guy. I didn't even, for all the right reasons. <laughs> I was like, he's like, yeah, hey, I wrote a book. Here it is. And like, what? Yeah, what? I, I I made it super super low key. I wasn't. Um, yeah, you know how, you I know how I knew even... it was a flex. You know how I knew it was a flex. When you dropped the book, I scrolled back one post and then you wrote, maybe one day I'll write a book. It was like three months prior. I go, this guy subtly hinted it. Everybody read that and was like, yeah, cool, bro. Yep. Everyone says that shit. And you actually followed through and did I, it. I had already started did writing. Did you do that for the... Oh, you got I already started writing when boy. I did that. <laughs> I just, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, creatives just have like, you know, just throw something in there like... Little jab. No, no one will probably jab. even like put get the, it. Or, put the book emoji too. It's like yeah, in a painting, like the the artist will have something in there that like nobody, nobody knows sees about, it. but uh, but it's 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 for them. And uh, well, first of all, it's it's pretty easy to write a book. You just kind of <laughs> get on Microsoft Word and then Amazon. I actually, it I haven't told anybody that there's a paperback uh, version. Um, I haven't really like. Oh, because said in, that in anywhere the, in the book was it just uh, or excuse me in your Instagram was it just promoting the Kindle? Yeah, I yeah, it was just the the ebook. Oh, the ebook. The ebook. Oh, yeah. I went out to Amazon. I, I saw it was paperback. There's no question asked. I was yeah. like, I want the real shit. So yeah, of course, of course. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I and I, so I, I started writing. Um, someone had reached out to me on Instagram saying that their their friend was going through a similar thing with an injury and uh, kind of wanting to know the the mental aspects of it, like like can can you help them out or something so i i wrote this super long dm message uh to this guy about um you know everything that i went through and what i what i thought might help him um and i was like yeah like if you ever need anything you know let me know but when i wrote that i was like huh i kind of think i have like a, f a few things to say and I started looking at my footage because um, uh, I made a video of like the recovery and I'm like, this doesn't say anything about what really happened. I'm like, this says nothing about the depression, the suicide, the crawling out of rock bottom and, you know, that incredible day I had with my uncle and the videos, it just shows me like having surgery and doing physical therapy and now I'm skydiving again, like, which is so cool and it's fun, but you don't really get to know the inner workings of the mental side of stuff. 
And I'm like, let me, let me start writing something down. So I branched off. I used that one DM as a kind of like outline, I guess, of like certain points I wanted to hit. And then I started expanding on it. And then I went into more detail about the depression side, about my recovery, about the mental just hurdles and what I was thinking at every single moment during the jump and before the jump. And then towards the end, wrapping it up in terms of every single thing that I learned and how some crazy fucked up twisted way I'm actually kind of happy <laughs> this all happened, <laughs> which is so crazy to even think about. Like, huh. you're going to break your leg, but it's going to be good for you. Yeah. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? So when you start writing this though, are you like in this 10 hours a day or is it just kind of like you're chipping away when, when you're inspired to write? Yeah. I, I wrote in a few different installments, a few different sittings, I guess. Um, and it was funny, like as I progressed, like my writing personally, I, I think it improved in my storytelling. Um, so I had to like go back to the front and like Start keep going over. Yeah, it. Yeah. It, it was it was a lot, especially when I was like, "All right, I'm done." And then it's like, "Yeah, read it again." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, all right, yeah." I, I, I made some, I made some mistakes, and you know, I wanted to add this and that. And then it's like, "Yeah, read it again." Yeah. And so there was a lot of uh, repetition, and I had, uh, yeah, I sent it to a few friends before I published it, and I was like, hey, "What do you guys think?" And yeah, I, I just. Um, and, I, and I'd put it out for, for free. It is for free right now on Vibe.5.com. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. It's not Vibe.5.com. Vibe.5.com. No way. You are let on. Me, uh, let me tell the people what a Vibe.5 oh, is. Oh, please, please. It's a place. It's a person. Wherever that place is that you feel most at peace, where there is nothing that could ruin your day, it's kind of I get a little tingles in my finger, my fingertips sometimes. Mm. Just when you're just kind of like vibing with the friends. It could be at the beach, sunset, couple white claws, couple white claws, <laughs> couple two trees. <laughs> but um, but no, also meditation, anything. Mm. You know, your vibe point five could be anything. You know, when when it's a vibe and a half, mm. it's a vibe point five. Mm. So uh, yeah, that's actually a uh, little brand I'm I'm starting soon and wow, uh, yeah. That's what the five is on the hat, bro. Oh. 5.5, bro. <laughs> Already got the hat on, too. Got it, man. Yeah, I'll have that uh, I'll have that link in the description if people want to go check out and, and so, actually get it. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, book is free on that website as well. Mm. And I, I had only made a Kindle version that you pay for because I just wanted it to be on Kindle. But Amazon's like, you got to charge, charge something. Yeah, of course. Like, we're not going to put something yeah, up wanna make, not making wanna any make, money. They want to make some money. Yeah. And then the paperback, it was just like a thing that they had there. They're oh, like, the Amazon offered? They goes, do you want to have a paperback version? Of course. We can do that. Of course. I said, that would be lovely. That's fucking sick. It's a physical copy. When I first held it, I said, "Oh shit! Did I just write a book?" <laughs> Yo, that's how you. That's that's that's, that, that's the crazy thing when you can physically hold it, dude. Um, other than but, other than it documenting such a pivotal chapter in your life, literally, uh, what's your hopes for people that read this? What why like obviously other than like 
putting it into words and having something for somebody to fully understand what you went through, but what are you hoping for people that actually take the time to read it? What's, what's the takeaway? Well, I just, uh, you know, catch. Yeah. Oh, toss it. <laughs> can't, can't throw it if it's an ebook, dude. Right, right, right. Well, uh, throw a little dedication here on the beginning of the book. Mm. This book is dedicated to those who are broken, who have hit rock bottom in the depths of despair, whose psyches are convinced there is nothing left in this world. May you find the light where there seems to be nothing but darkness. I, uh, yeah, it can be an injury. It can be anything. But I just, I, I know every single person is going through something. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I want two things. One, for for them to know that they're not alone. And two, for, for them to talk about it. The only reason I was able to be this transparent in this book, you, Dalton, and some runner you had on one of your podcasts. Recently? Uh, yeah, maybe like last couple months. But Luke Gledhill? Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. English guy? Not sure. Cool. But cool. he was so transparent and open. And here it is. This is me. And the liberating feeling you get from doing that is a feeling that I didn't even think was possible. But it just makes everything just make sense. Like, yeah, be yourself. Yeah, but like, come on, except Mm. for, you know, when I'm in this situation and I'm trying to look cool, Mm. but then it's like, yeah, well, if you're trying to look cool over here for some girl and then Mm -hmm. that girl likes you and then you date and then she realizes you're not that dude, Mm -hmm. you're this other dude and you should have been with that person Mm -hmm. if you were being yourself, but you're not and you're over here, you should have been over there, but now she's with someone else Mm -hmm. and now this is going here, but like, it's all connected. Yeah. It's all connected. Um yeah i i love the uh especially for guys transparency talking about your feelings and yeah i mean even right now dude it's super i'm sweating buckets i mean take I, off I, the hoodie <laughs> I, I i love uh i love talking to you about it. it's it's incredible but i, I i'm super anxious i don't know why do like, more it, it, just and it's, keep doing it it's, it's just reps That's i know all it is and it, exactly and i just um yeah i want i want people to be uh transparent with their feelings and and it's something that i i'm i'm working on and and it, it feels good to say that i'm working on it because yeah. I'm, I'm working on it but being a guy and totally talking about feelings and all totally. that stuff yeah i mean it's, it's pr- pretty whack or no, yeah that's what yeah, that's what society or, society in the past would say you're a pussy whack you're whack nah. not cool but i it, i think there's a true shift um and the thing is though is that it's not I don't want people to think that you have to, you have to do it in a public manner, because not everyone has access to a podcast or, or starts a podcast right. or starts a vlog or wants to do a vlog. Mm-hmm. It's just about getting. It's about finding the right medium to express your emotions, whether it's writing it out in a journal, whether it's mm-hmm. telling a friend, whether it is podcasting, whether it is a vlog, whatever that thing is that works for you. That's the thing you got to do more of. And so whether it's you continuously writing a blog or maybe starting a podcast someday, what you'll have to find the medium that works for you. But I would, I would really challenge you to keep doing this, to keep sharing your story in your voice. Even, at, even, <clears throat> even as you're coming out and you're, you're back to healthy, 
your perspective and the lens that you see the world now and the lessons that you're going to continue to learn as your life rolls forward, there's going to be so much insight in there that somebody else out there is relating to and is going to hear it or read it or see it and be like, wow, fuck, Miles is feeling the same way. I feel the same way too, you know? So yeah. it's, 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 it, be, it ends up becoming a therapy session. That's what I always joke about doing these solo pods. The guest pods, it's about the guests. I'll add my two cents. I'll add a little bit of my story here and there. Ha, 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 ha. But <laughs> the solo pods, I like laugh before I even fire it up because I'm like, this is my time to shine. This is my time to like let out anything that's on my mind and fucking fully send it. And I know you've heard uh, probably a handful of the subjects that I've dived into, but there have been subjects that I've like, I'm like, I'm really about to publish this shit. And I'm just like, fuck it. I got nothing to lose and I got everything to gain. Yeah. And there's two things. One, it's like when, at least in my little bubble of trying to be a podcaster, if you want to do it at the highest level, you need to accept it. You are a person, not a personality, but you're a person that is publicly talking about their lives. You can't cut out everything. You can cut out certain things, but you really got to connect with people. The best way to connect is storytelling through your experiences. Um, and the second thought, I don't remember where I was going, but ultimately, the subjects that I have been hesitant to publish end up getting the most feedback, the most DMs, the most positive reinforcements of like, yo, I'm going through something similar, and I'm like, puh. Light bulb, ding, this shit works. I just got to keep telling my story. I got to keep being my my most authentic version of myself. And like you said, writing that book, you feel relieved. If it, the, the piece that you made in of itself was beautifully done. But that doesn't, I and I watched, that was before you announced the book. I was like, this is fucking beautiful. Like, he's already jumping out of a plane. He's a savage. Like, great. <laughs> Good to see Miles back on his feet. But when I saw, when I saw you, released the book and then when i read the book i was like oh this is the story that nobody saw from the outside looking in yeah so my challenge for you is going to be to keep finding a way to share that voice and keep keep it doesn't have to be daily weekly doesn't have to be another book but like just keep finding ways to share your thoughts with the world because at the end of the day it's gonna make you feel fucking great but ultimately it's gonna help other people when they hear and see it that you're going through something that they're probably going through yeah yeah, the authenticity is is the north star, along with happiness, like personal happiness. I'm like, is this gonna make me happy? Like, after I do it, like, and I just love the uh, the transparency. Um, yeah, you, you you inspired me. Like I said, Dalton inspired me. The runner guy inspired me, and uh, I think that's kind of how we can start changing the world to be honest like mm. talking big big schemes but uh if we're talking about it well you guys help me talk about it this podcast might help someone else talk about mm. like whatever's going on in, in their lives and and just uh become more honest and open and transparent about you know everyone's feelings and stuff and writing this book i mean i i could have wrote this and I mean that's that's why I originally just put it out for free. I I don't I don't care about like the money or anything. Like I just mm. want people to read it. Like I mm. think people relate to it and uh, it, it might help someone else. So yeah, so I was just like yeah, just take it. Like go for it. It's information. <laughs> it's stuff. Like you know, it's <laughs> it's for you. But it, it ultimately um, selfishly, I, I did write it for me. It was extremely therapeutic to get my thoughts out and yeah, um, everything that. Uh, I, w I was feeling and and whatnot so one thing i gotta say yeah. about you is even before this and and i still vividly remember the time you came through the studio 
at the content curb 1.0 in Sun Valley. <laughs> it was a whole different life for the bearded man at that time. Um, your energy was very radiant and it was very obvious to me. And even, even knowing somebody that had grown up with cystic fibrosis who is still, you know, battling it to this day, it's a life. I mean, it's a lifetime disease, right? But the, the way that you carried yourself and my knowledge of what that disease was, I was like, this is a guy that has, I don't want to say used a disease to his benefit, but like it sure ain't holding him down. It sure hasn't stopped him from living his life, from traveling, from like just doing what he wants to do. What What's a lesson that you like that you've learned from all these years? I mean, that's why you're here in LA right now. You literally just came from <laughs> your once once a quarter checkup for yep. cystic fibrosis. So literally, yeah. like timing couldn't be more impeccable. Uh, what's a lesson that you've learned from all these years of battling CF that you still remind yourself of to this day? Um. It's so funny that I I only remember I even have it when I when I go to these appointments that I have to go to four times a year, and uh, yeah I I just never um, wanted to live a life that um, of like ah like I, I would I would do it but I just you know I I can't or I sh- I shouldn't um, I think being able to lead a life where you're you're fully open to do whatever you want regardless of having any you know setbacks physically or uh, mentally or anything I, I just uh yeah it's never held you down it's it never has and, it, and it's tough to uh i've never lived a life without it so but like i said in the last one like i'm, I'm kind of glad i have it because i always had like this kind of inkling like time is coming mm-hmm. you know it, it's creeping up and i know i'm not going to be here forever but I, I always had felt bad that not everyone was aware of that because being born with cf the average life expectancy is late late 30s 40 um but yeah, so I, I know, I know like at some point and that's why, you know, I stay active mm. and I'm trying to do all this crazy, crazy stuff and get get my stories out there. I just want to, want to do it all, you know, big, big planet, trying to see it all, trying to do it all uh, before I leave. And uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you got enough air going in your lungs when you're jumping out of planes, perfectly <laughs> flying planes, might I, might I say, <laughs> never understood the concept till this day of jumping out of a perfectly flying plane. But we won't get into that today. Those planes aren't perfect. <laughs> See the inside of those things. Um, how, in the book, you dive into it heavily, but how how has meditation helped you? To Dude, more present? meditation, man. Yeah. So it's it's the one thing that always brings me back to my true self of just peace like my vibe point five, like when I get into like the meditation meditation mode, I'm I'm floating right at the end of it. I'm just like, I'm in the zone and it doesn't matter. Anything could happen. I'd be like, all right, okay, cool. Um, but I think that uh, taking time to, um, to be, I like to meditate in nature, uh, outside somewhere or, even like floating, 
floating meditation is really cool. Um, I did some hot yoga recently for the first time. Ooh, baby. That's 10 a out of changer. 10. Oh, my goodness. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And it was uh, something I'd never thought I'd do, but I did it. And I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. this is a 5.5. Mm-hmm. And when I was in there, I was like, this is meditation. This is literally, I was. I got that same energy from sitting meditation and listening to a um, little playlist I have that I got there sweating my balls off in mm-hmm. a hot room, which was uh, some beautiful woman too. You might, you might, there, uh, you might meet the future. There may have been Mrs. a couple to a tree ladies. <laughs> I will not lie. I will not believe the fifth, but, um, truthfully, but no, no, it is a, med- it, is, same, it is, it is a meditation, I, the, the practice of yoga. Yeah. I wasn't even, I mean, yeah, you know, you notice a, a pretty girl, but I mean, I you was, I was the in right the zone. Reasons. Yeah, I was in the You're zone. Dialed in. I was dialed, dialed in, in, like big time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't talk enough about meditation. Um, and if you don't do any meditation, I'd definitely check out Headspace app mm-hmm. or what's the other one? There's Headspace. There's uh, that's the one I use now. There's Sam Harris waking up. Yeah. You can go on YouTube and just type in meditation. And Literally. Hundreds of them for free. Thousands yeah. At this point. And the thing that I realized with meditation is because I, I was always in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm meditating. Like, no, what do I do now? Like, is, am I doing it? Is, is this it? Are we mm-hmm. here? But there, there's no such thing. I put pressure on myself. Like, like, oh, that was, wasn't the best one. Like, oh, yesterday was, was better. But like. There's no good or bad meditation. There's just meditation and sitting there with your thoughts and noticing your breath and coming back to the present moment and just being completely at peace. But the ideas of like, oh, this was good or bad. There's no hierarchy of meditation. There just is meditation. Um, so, yeah, I was always trying to categorize uh, different things no. or even even experiences like like oh like you know this was way better like i don't know last year or something yeah there's, there's, it's not good or it just it is yeah this Pe- is man perfect example is people always ask like what's your favorite podcast you ever done and i honestly like they're like you're just saying it because you're 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 just saying this because it's your podcast i'm like nope every podcast is my best podcast they i just, treat the same one every single guest they at just the highest are. level they are they are they there's takeaways different for right and wrong reasons but it's all part. It's all stepping process. Similar to meditation, every day is a stepping process. Yeah. Some days might feel better than others, but in reality, the the reckon the recognition of like, wait, I'm like thinking about the wrong things. I'm supposed to be listening to my breath. That in and of itself is the meditation. It's being aware of where your mind is. Yeah. And so it's always exactly. there's always there's always more work to be done. And I mean, I've been meditating for five years, and sheesh, I barely scratched the surface with this damn thing, but. I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't have the mind that I have. I wouldn't be able to operate at this level. I wouldn't be able to get be as productive. I think that's why I'm be able to be productive on a daily basis because I'm recognizing I should be focused on this right now. Don't worry about what you're doing this weekend. Worry about this very moment recording this podcast. That's all I'm worried about. And then I'll compartmentalize and figure out all the other stuff tomorrow and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, meditation is a game changer. What's one question you're trying to answer in your life right now? Am I happy? Mm. At all times. And I, I would encourage other people to do the same. Like, or 
you know, if uh, just constantly uh, self-check, mm. like, am I happy right now? If you are, dope. Why are you happy? Like, what's, what's going on? Mm. So who you're with, where, where you're living, um, get a new job or something. Um, and then and then if you're not, same thing. Not really happy. Well, why not? What's going mm. on? And uh, yeah, just having that little internal dialogue. Um, the answer's been hell yeah. For, uh, Let's go. <laughs> for, uh, but recently, popping off, baby. <laughs> That's a love to hear. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just so glad of that. Um, I, I I don't know. I've 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 come out of rock bottom, and I, I've seen the other side, and. Uh, my my empathy and compassion now for anybody who's going through something is just through the roof and and actually listening actively listening and that's actually something I actually learned from the last relationship I, I would uh, I would say something or talk about something and then she would start talking and I'd start zoning out and I'm just like that is not it's not cool mm. <laughs> it's very selfish and just being a good listener is um something I, i've learned throughout this and seeing people with casts on their ankles coming on crutches on the plane now and i'm just like what do you need <laughs> <laughs> what do you need anything i will i will do it oh that's great <laughs> i love you you are seen if you need anything at all, oh I, I will I will help you. Oh, I love that. I will help you. I love that. Would you like to read a book? It's free. <laughs> Here you go. You might like it. If you oh, don't, just... Oh, my God. You can throw it away. You're fucking hilarious. For real, though, that, that happened recently, like last week. And I was like... What do you need? What happened? <laughs> are you okay? No, but like, are you okay? Oh, it's okay if you're not. That's that's beautiful. Because I wasn't, so I get it, dude. Yeah, you're, you're taking what was not an easy experience to go through, and you're utilizing to your best advantage, and that's all you can ever do. I always preach on these podcasts. It's like you can either look at it as a situation as happening to you, or you can look at it as something's happening for you. Yeah. Nobody wants to break their leg. Nobody wants to go through what you're going through, but it's like when it happened, it happened. Okay? Yeah. How do we move forward? The girl doesn't respond to your text. How do we move forward? You don't get the job you, didn't, you that you wanted. How do you move forward? The podcast flops and you didn't get as many reviews as you thought. How do you move forward? It's always how do you move forward? That's the mindset. It's a perspective. It's the same thing with what you're going through right now. It yeah. happened. How do you take these lessons and move it forward with you? The best first step you took was write a fucking book. <laughs> That's a great leap forward. And now it's just part of the story moving forward for the rest of your life. I could spend hours with you. We're going to get into quick cues and then we'll kind of wrap this podcast up. Um, what daily routines help, uh, help you operate at your highest level? Dude, that's something I'm trying to learn from you, dude. Cause uh, I, it's so hard when I, I wake up every morning and I'm like, all right, what's the first thing I do? Yeah. And I got to shower and shower and hit the, the hotel shuttle, get to the mm -hmm. airport work. And, uh, I, I would, I would love to be in a world where I actually woke up every single morning and did the same thing, but I don't. Your and lifestyle is not easy to do it when you're the, traveling. And the thing is, is as soon as I, uh, like when, when I go to bed, like, like sleep for me personally, 
is number one mm-hmm. because I get none of it. So sleep is king. You're going to get plenty of it tonight. We got a great, great spot here. <laughs> so you're good. Yeah, the couch is fucking massive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sleeping on a uh, 20 by 20 couch. <laughs> well, you saw the size of so, Robbie. We need it. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I I am uh, inspired by your uh, daily routines and uh, the way that it, it it's a actually is a daily routine. It's mm-hmm. not something that you did for a few days in a row. Mm-hmm. It's a daily routine, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, which is super cool. But yeah, for me, sleep is king, and uh, then it would be food, and then it would be exercise, um, and uh, meditation though will always bring me back if i'm ever i did it on the plane ride coming over here beautiful um just like right before we landed because i was i I was kind of anxious because i I haven't been back here since wow me and my ex split and i was like it it was like oh shit like i don't know how this is gonna feel but you know going through this you know i've realized a lot of things and that was uh you know that relationship was a good thing to happen and you know i have nothing but absolute love for that girl. And I hope she has incredible success in whatever she does. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was an incredible uh, learning process. That's for sure. And being back here, man, LA is just cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just driving around. The, first of all, Hollywood sign always hits. Did a nice little Runyon Canyon Every uh, time. Uh, hike today. That always hits. And uh, just like even in the airport, man, LAX, like everyone just looks so cool. They just have the coolest clothes. And it's a 5.5. It's a (laughs) 5.5, bro. But, you know, it's definitely not for me to live here. But um, and I mean, I didn't really have like crazy amount of friends here anyways. Um, But it's not my spot. But. It's cool, man. It's a good place to be. We'll we'll begin you coming out here more often at the Venice Villa. I'll tell you that right now. And and I'm gonna get you dialed in with these routines after we get off this uh, after we get off this podcast. If you had to tell yourself one motto every morning, what would it be? Have fun, man. I don't care what I don't care what I'm doing, man. I try to have fun doing anything. Mm. So as long as I'm having a good time, and even if it's not like a fun thing, I'm. I'm just trying to make it fun. Like I, I'm, a, I'm just silly. Mm. So like whenever I'm silly, man, I feel like I'm being silly now. <laughs> but <laughs> we're getting to the end, don't you worry. No, no, it's it's good though. Like whenever I'm super silly, like bro, I literally, <laughs> I say this in the book, bro. Every morning, actually, when I'm in Florida, I wake up, I go outside, I say good morning to the palm trees. I like grab the leaves and I say hello, Mister. Good morning. <laughs> And then I push one of the palm trees twice. And then I sniff the flowers because they smell so good. I love that. And I say, good morning, flowers. And then I go to the flamingos. There's these two little flamingo things that that we have there. And so I tap them on the head and say, good morning to the flamingos. And then there's some beach chairs. And I look at them and I say, hey, chairs, don't get up. But good morning. (laughs) Don't get up. And I... Audibly oh, to myself, great. audibly. I speak. It's like some Jim Carrey shit. It's it's absurd. I'll, I'll be honest. I would love to capture it in a video, but I don't know how I'd be able to do that with it being so authentic. Yeah. But also like setting up and filming it and knowing I'm being filmed. Um. 
But yeah. Have I, fun. I like to have fun and be silly. I like that. <laughs> if you could gift one lesson to the world, what would it be? Gift a lesson? Mm-hmm. To the world. Break a leg, fix a mind, man. Mm. <laughs> mm. What's an area of life you need to put more effort into? Uh, finances. Amen. <laughs> Completely honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually have made that one of my 2021 like personal goals is to be more uh, have have a good cushion in the bank and uh, have a you know some good investments. You know, I've been getting into the crypto gang, mm. so. Um, and all, and also stocks, you know, I'm in the Southwest uh, Employee Stock Purchase Program. Amazing. 401k, you Let's know, go. matching 10%, Let's, which is incredible. That's a lot. I that's know. a lot. I think it's nine point like seven or something, but like still nine is strong. Um, and and yeah, so so finances, man. It's I've been always been the worst. I, I my motto is and used to be money isn't real. You know, what if I can, wait, you're telling me I can give you these little paper thingies and I can go to Dubai mm -hmm. or Australia? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. Can't take it to the grave with you, brother. I'm like, take it. Yeah. Take my money. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not the best with money. I hear you loud. I got, I, uh, for, for all the listeners, I ordered an Uber Lux on my way from the, uh, <laughs> yeah, from the, that's uh, a good first step. Hot, yeah. You said I'm, I'm on here. my way in an Uber Lux with the, the little, like <laughs> the smirk, the, the smirk emoji. I'm yeah, like, this Lux. guy, this guy, the regular Ubers, you know, it was, it was only 10 bucks more and the regular ones. It was going to take, it was going to take like 35 minutes. You yeah, know, it's, it's worth it. Right in class, brother. <laughs> what's, what's the, uh, the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? Um, uh, self-awareness probably. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, yeah, know, knowing yourself and yeah, doing that inner work to explore, um, just knowing yourself, certain situations. And, um, I think if you know you, if you really know you, who you are and what you want to do and where you're going, um, I think that that's definitely good for everyone. And for me, I, happiness is, is my North Star. So I don't really care about much else. Mm -hmm. If it's, uh, it's going to make me happier, um, truly happy, I'm, I'm, I'm going whatever way that is. Yeah. Um, and yeah. For me right now, that, that way is by way of Florida and falling out of airplanes. Bless your soul. I agree, <laughs> though. I think the self-awareness is easily the first step. And the best way to get that self-awareness is by doing the deep work, by having the stillness, by reading books, by trying to understand what do you really want to do with your life. Oh, yeah. And big, taking big. time to write down those goals and get a clear vision of where you're trying to go. And if you're not exactly. doing things today that are helping you get there, then what do you need to do to shift and put you on uh on course exactly and and books for sure and yeah we referenced a couple i'll have, in, I'll in have those linked in the uh description for the ones we talked about and another one my personal favorite recently peace is every step mm. buddhist monk just talking about practical ways to practice mindfulness during your everyday driving a car washing the dishes um and and why that 
um, will help. So, uh, yeah. I'll have that linked up too in the description. As we, uh, as we wrap up, I always allow the guests to put a challenge out there to anyone that's still listening to the podcast that made it through an hour and 25 minutes. What is one challenge that you have for the listener today after they finish this podcast? Are you happy? Why or why not? Why or why not? Mm. Um, yeah. Happiness, man. Everyone deserves happiness. Everybody. I don't care about anything in, in anyone's past or present or future. Everybody deserves happiness. And I, I think if you can ask yourself if I'm happy, why or why not, um, try, try and uh, figure out what it is or what situations that you are in when you do claim yourself to be happy and uh, to put yourself in that situation more. Um, certain place, certain people around or uh, doing a certain thing. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think that would be. Um, good, good for people to uh, self-check and yeah, happiness, man. It's a key, man. No one should be sad, bro. No one should be sad. Nah, I, I, nobody, nobody, should nobody be sad, should man. be sad. Miles, brother, this uh, this this second podcast for us was a long time coming. I was a little salty, a little disappointed when when I found <laughs> out you weren't coming. But then when I saw you were in the back of the ambulance, I was like, well. Definitely can't be mad at this guy for not being able to come out. Um, but to read and see what you went through yesterday was really eye-opening to me. And I, I really appreciate how authentic you, you were in telling the story. But also at the same time, I was laughing while I read it. And I was like, this guy doesn't even know how good of a writer he is because I can hear your voice while I'm reading it. And you really stay true to who you are. And I'm telling, it was just like, it was just so well written. Um, but truthfully, like reading it, it was um, not, I don't want to say it was hard to read, but there was just moments where I was like, fuck man, like this guy really went through some tough shit. And I remember, I still to this day, I'm like telling you, I remember we were on that IG live, you jumped in, I pulled you in yeah. and that must've been right at the beginning right before all this really started to turn. And um, I wish I would, you know, I, it's easy to sit here and go, I wish I would have checked in on you and say, see how you're no, doing. No, but like, it's all good, man. But, it's... But, it, but to see what you have, how you've come out of this, man, is truly an inspiration. Like, this is a really important podcast on this project. Like, this is a really unique story like i there there hasn't been an episode where we just literally talk about a moment in someone's life a lot of these is, these are guests for the first time but since we know each other it was this is a different approach and th just a beautiful like roller coaster of like on this high of life traveling jumping on a plane to this in unbelievable injury to some really dark times to then digging yourself out and honestly digging out a completely different person um just absolutely nothing but respect for you brother and i and i really really i said it earlier but like i really challenge you to keep telling your story to keep finding mediums on top of the the vlog stuff that you already do keep keep finding mediums that allow you to share your voice because 
you're going to feel really good about it because it's going to take a shit ton of weight off your shoulder, but there's going to be somebody that sees it and they're going to fucking love it. And, uh, and I'm here to support you every step of the way, brother. I appreciate that, man. And dude, uh, do not worry like about like checking it. Well, it, it is good. It is actually good to, um, to know like that, to hear a story like this and know that, you know, you, you do not know everything that's going on with the person and just to check in to like, you know, your friends and people that, you know, might not be as outspoken or stuff about stuff. Um, so it's good in that sense of someone to check in with people more. But when I was there, when I was in that spot, nobody could have told me a single thing when I was down there at rock bottom that I would have been like completely okay. Like I, I think I might have talked to uh, my buddy Joe a little bit about the relationship side of things for a little bit because there was a point where he could relate to me and he was open, which again, the transparency of being open about everything is so key. Um, so he, he helped me out with a little bit of that, but, um, that, that was all internal work that had to be done behind the scenes. And, um, yeah, there's nothing anybody could have said that would have, uh, helped me out. It probably would have felt nice. So I don't know. I don't know. You dug yourself out, brother. Yeah. But it, you know, it was, it was a lot of different things and, um, yeah. But anyway, dude, I'm a huge fan of you, dude. This platform, you as a dude, you're you're doing it. You just moved to this amazing place. Guys, it is beautiful. <laughs> 25-foot ceilings and just open floor plan in, in Venice, California. Yeah. Dream come true, man. You, Dude, I, I am such a big fan of you, bro. Appreciate and you're my boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's Appreciate just so it. crazy. Like it's crazy. Um couple East Coasters on the West, baby. You know, that's what we're doing, bro. We're doing it. Nah, but uh, I appreciate you, Miles. I really do. Me too, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this podcast, we got two favors to ask. I'm really the one asking the favor, so we'll cut Miles out of this. Screenshot this episode on whatever platform you're listening in on. Post it to your IG story. Tag Molives. M-O-L-I-V-E-S-S. Two S's, right? <laughs> there's there's two S's. Yeah, yep. two S's. M-O-L-I-V-E-S-S. Tag Molives. And tag Bob Bay. B-O, three <laughs> B's, four A's, and a Y. y. This guy's mocking me across. I wish you guys could see this. Unfucking believable Tag me at Bob A. B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y. Share it on your IG story and tell us what you enjoyed about this damn podcast. Let us know. I want to know what the biggest takeaway was. But more importantly, go grab this man's book. It's for free in the ebook. Break a leg, fix a mind, get it on Amazon. Tell Jeff Bezos you're coming through from, <laughs> from Matt. <laughs> from Matt. <laughs> I'll have Matt's website linked up in the description below. I suggest you get the physical copy. Big physical type of guy. So I like touching and feeling it. Um, Miles, been a pleasure, bud. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya!